Welcome back, CrushCast 4. Yes, of a plan 750, where our goal is to have you get to know our people and be inspired by our people. Today, the chairman of Wealth Management, David Carr, will trace back to his earliest days in the career as an intern, his breakthrough as a B-class agent, his transition into district management, and his view today as chairman, his belief in the need for advice, and his positive vision about growth and opportunity at EQH. Enjoy. All right, a first question would be how you broke into the business. Was it obvious to you day one that you were gonna come in or really was this something that was something that you needed to explore? Well, you know, I started out as a college intern, spent two summers working in the branch in Philadelphia. And when I graduated college, I did come right into the business. To me, it seemed like a great opportunity to pursue something that was entrepreneurial, something where I really got rewarded based on my results as opposed to the time that I put in. So it really had all the attributes of a business that I was looking for. And of course, I I had a great opportunity in a great mentor uh, in my father, George. Well, your family, it's extraordinary. A track record where the Carr family has 120 plus years, absolutely amazing. So it immediately appealed to you, but breaking into business, was it a challenge? Of course, uh, breaking into the business was, you know, it's harder than you expected it to be, but also very rewarding. And the first couple of years, I think that I was seeing anybody that would see me, of course, and it was incredibly rewarding at times, and then you'd have a week where you didn't have as much activity as you needed, or two weeks where you didn't have as much activity as you needed, and and so you had to work through those periods of time, but gradually, the longer you stuck to it, and the longer you stayed in the business, the more consistent my production became, and then therefore it made me happier because my production was more consistent. Was there a point or a breakthrough that you recall where things really started to click, things started to work? I'd say my B year, about halfway through my B year, two things happened. I had my wife, Kirsten, join me to start working with me to help me manage my activity because I knew I wasn't seeing enough people. And so I had to put together a plan to make sure I was seeing enough people. I had the opportunity to meet with some other advisors that were having incredible amounts of activity. And it just made me realize that what I needed to do is make sure I was scheduling at least two appointments every single day. And having Kirsten working directly with me made a big difference. I started tracking that activity. And it's funny, uh, I remember the first six months that she worked with me, at the end of that six months, we had a ton of activity, but not much in terms of results. And she said, you know, this, what, what are we doing? This seems crazy. I said, don't worry, with all the activity we are having, the business is going to follow. And sure enough, the next six months were fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, so it was about a six-month delay for me from the time I really stepped up my activity level to the time that we started to see the business coming in. There's a lot there. So you had a stone belief that it was going to work and then a commitment to prospecting, sufficient activity, and then finally you invested to have some administrative support. I know a lot of folks delay that. Now how about if we fast forward a little bit, the transition into management. When did that become a consideration for you and what was that like? Became a consideration probably in about my third year. I didn't successfully make the transition to my fifth year, so I became what is in today's world a PDM in my third year. And 
It took me two years to fulfill the requirements in our branch at the time of hiring four new people uh, into the organization before I could become a district manager. I had to, had to hire four people in BNLC. And so that happened for me in 1995 uh, and that's when I became a district manager. The opportunity to me was fun. It was an exciting opportunity. I was still new to the business, still very young. It gave me an opportunity in addition to finding my own clients, it gave me an opportunity to build a team. I've always been involved in athletics and love the idea of building a team, building a culture and working with others to help them build their career. Yeah, and you hear that's from managers, that it just clicks for them. They love developing others. So you found it really rewarding to coach and develop other people. Absolutely. How about today? So now let's fast forward. It's, it's coming up on five years that you've been serving as chairman for wealth management. When you look at your role today, what types of adjustments did you need to make from EVP to now chairman? Adjustments from the field to to headquarters, you know, it's uh, it's fun because it's an opportunity to use everything that we've learned over all of our careers, 28, 29, 30 years for you and I each, and apply it in a very different way. So the difference is that it's not necessarily all day, every day about activity and action, how many new prospective clients did I see or how many new prospective district managers did I talk to or all activity based it's strategic a lot of it and so today we're spending a lot of time thinking about how we're going to invest capital and if we invest that capital what kind of returns you're going to get on that capital so there's a lot of strategic thinking and at the same time you know not wanting to lose that field touch because at the end of the day we're really all about our advisors branch managers district managers they are the people who drive our success and so trying to keep a firm handle and pulse on what's happening there and at the same time thinking about where we might be three years from now five years from now ten years from now and how best to get there there's a great deal of belief in you because of your roots, because of the history with George. George now 60 years with the firm. He built Carbarth 52 years ago. It's a great establishment of confidence in the field. Now, as you look forward, what is your vision for growth? What, what are you excited about and what do you see happening? Where are we going? Well, I think we're in a great place. You know, the demand for advice has never been greater than it is today and that demand just continues to increase a couple years ago or a handful of years ago people thought maybe everything was going to go to robo advice and that just doesn't appear to be true when people are making big important decisions on their financial well-being they want an advisor in that process so i'm incredibly excited about our future i'm incredibly excited about the growth of our future from a vision standpoint, what I would hope in five to 10 years is that instead of having 4,500 advisors, we'd have 7,000, so we'd grow our number of advisors. We'd be working with our clients on a comprehensive basis, addressing their needs, whether their their retirement needs, their protection needs, their investment needs, and really just serving the needs of our clients and serving more clients with more advisors more successfully. In your existing role, you've been able to meet your peers, people that are in the exact same role in other firms. And when you learn about them and you learn about their firms, what would you say stands out as our differentiator? 
you know, it sounds, it may sound corny, but I'd say just the, the quality of our people. When I look at the quality of our advisors, when I look at the quality of our district and branch managers, you know, you go to a LAMP meeting and you can't help but leave that meeting yep. saying, wow, we have the best leadership team, field leadership team in the industry, bar none. And I think the same is true of our advisors. Our advisors are incredibly capable. They're incredibly creative. And I think that we just need to keep building on that culture and helping our advisors that aren't there yet. You know, how do we help them get to that same level of productivity and professionalism? You see this passion and this belief and this loyalty everywhere in the country. It, it just screams at you and it makes you proud of our people. To the extent that we have new advisors tuned in, what advice would you give them? Maybe they're struggling a little bit. They're in their B class here and they're thinking, geez, is this going to work? What would you say? You know, just keep at it. Uh, it's it, the, the startup portion can seem difficult, but just have confidence that if you continue with the activity, if you continue serving your clients' needs, you will be successful. And then the other one that I always loved that stuck with me was Dick Generat when he said, you know, just get out there, be well and favorably known. How about if we've got somebody that's been working with clients for 30 or 40 years and they're listening to this, what would you want them to hear from you? Like, how do you feel about their loyalty, their commitment, their impact on their clients? Well, incredibly appreciative for the impact that they have had on their clients, the impact that they've had on the firm, and you know, want to assure them that we want to work closely with them to make sure that we have a succession plan together for their practice. Who is going to take over their practice when it's time for them to retire? How are we going to make sure that there's continuity for those clients and the service that they deserve? And then finally, how about a shout out for our employees? Whether they're here in 1290, they're in Jersey City, they're in Charlotte, they're in Syracuse. What about that team? I'll tell you, I, that's one of the things that has been a true pleasure in being in this role the last five years, the opportunity to work so closely with our headquarters teams and see the same level of passion, commitment to what we do, commitment to our clients, commitment to our advisors that our advisors have to their clients. So that same culture I described in the field is also here in headquarters. And when I've watched over this past year and a half or so as we've had teams that are new teams being built in Charlotte and Syracuse and we've had people move across the country and move their families to different locations in order to help build those new teams. I mean, it's just an incredible amount of commitment and passion for the company and loyalty for the company, the advisors, our clients. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, we're both very lucky. It's an amazing organization with astounding people doing important work. Well, thank you. You're an incredible leader, and we love working with you, and you've cast a bright vision for the future. Thanks, David. Thank you, Jim. Well, that was a fun conversation. I've known David for 25 years, and no surprise hearing him get, at times, emotional about our people. Uh, his loyalty to the field and to our support team, very impressive. Some great truisms that he covered. The fact that the need for advice has never been stronger. Breaking into the business requires a commitment to activity. Basically, you just got to keep after it. And finally, the fact that we are going to grow this firm, we're going to serve more clients, and we're going to grow our field force. Love that vision of great days ahead. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Hope you enjoyed it.